You're listening to the Sleepy Games Podcast. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back to the Sleepy Games Podcast. We are your hosts, Sleepy Games. Sleepy, I did it again. <laughs> Sleepy John and James Games. <laughs> <laughs> I keep going, like, I, I do Sleepy with the podcast, and I just want to do say Sleepy again. So, and like, I'm like, wait, you're Sleepy John. I'm James Games. It's the Sleepy Games Podcast. There we go. We are your hosts. We are back. How you doing, Sleepy John? I'm doing good, buddy. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, so, so, uh, let's just go right into it. So for this week, we're going into, uh, well, the, the basis of the episode will be more Clint Eastwood focused, mm-hmm. um, wh- where I, I got to watch his, uh, his last acting role, um, at least for now, his last acting role in, uh, uh, Cry Macho. And then, but before we get into Clint Eastwood, Sleepy John, I wanted you to watch the finale of what I consider the best anime of all time. Attack on Titan. So you take it away. Let me know what you, what your thoughts are, and we'll go from there. Ooh, are you sure? Like it being your favorite, I feel like you should go first and and, and kind of go into everything because like I'm actually really curious what what your overall review is of it. Okay. And uh, I guess we should warn listeners first. Like I'm sure there's going to be crazy spoilers if you haven't watched Attack on Titan and you want to watch Attack on Titan. Uh, maybe skip this episode until you have, because I'm gonna be going into some spoilers for sure. I have an idea. So we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll put a timestamp when we uh, uh, release the episode. We'll put a description in there saying like, "Hey, uh, skip to this mark to start right. like, the Clint Eastwood talk." Yeah, sounds good. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Uh, okay, I will try to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remind you. Don't worry. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so. Um, I I thought this episode was very great. It wasn't a perfect finale, and I'll, and I'll get into it. So I will say, like, the first half of it is a 10 out of 10. The first half. The first second, half of the episode? Yes. The first oh, half okay. of the episode okay. is a 10 out of 10. The, yeah. second, the second half is, I'll give, like, I don't know, 7 and a half and 8. I feel like it's, it's a little uh, messy when it gets mm. when you get to the end of it. Um, okay. But I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, like... You know, I just feel like it could have been handled a little better, but you know, it's it's always it's always hard to perfectly stick a landing. But it's like for this one, I feel like they, you know, if I'm using like a gymnastics analogy here, like you know, they're you know, you get the land, you stumble a little bit, and then like, and then you get the two feet down, you know. Um, right. So the the beginning of this episode, so the anticipation going in with the the big battle. You know, I'm expecting everyone to come in and just be, you know, attacking the beast and Aaron themselves. You know, and, that, and that's it. I was right. not expecting the bombardment of all these titans from je- past generations. I'm just like, 
holy shit like th- they're really making this a final battle like worth worth watching and it made me ups- like i, I want to say i was upset watching it but like it made me wish that this was in theaters like just seeing this final battle take place i'm like there's so much happening like the animation's gorgeous you're seeing some of the some of these moves from these titans that you've never seen before and you're just like oh man this would look so good on the big screen you know um and you know, it, 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 and you see, you see uh, some characters like like Armin. You know, he he gets kind of kidnapped in a way, and it's like, oh my god, what's going on here? And um, all that the first forty five minutes is amazing, fantastic. Like, like I'm literally like, glued to the screen, edge of my seat, action. Um, and you, I mean, I mean how we we can get like real spoily. I mean, we might as well. I mean, that's what we said. Oh, okay. yeah. Go, go full spoilers. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So once, so when you have like the first conflict of, of like uh, getting Armin, they, they get him. And that, that, that was all fantastic. And I, I love the little moments we have with like Reiner and Sean when like he, he went to go catch him when he went fell. Um, that was a nice tender moment they had. And y- you feel like every character got to shine. In the in that like last in that first forty five minutes, like each character, like they did something that was memorable, you know. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you had you had you had Falco coming in. You had the awesome shot of Mikasa and like the wings behind her. Like, like that, that's like a picturesque shot like of the show yeah, for the show. Um, and then in my which I feel like is an underrated character. She's one of my favorite characters. Is is Peak. And you, you see Peak just transforming after transforming. She's, you know, cause she's a very endurance titan. And you didn't know she had the power just to keep transforming, 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 you know? And, and I thought that was so cool. And I was like, you go, Peak, you go. <laughs> and then, uh, what was another, what was another standout? When you had, uh, you had Annie, you had, you had her like slingshot Mikasa, like across, like all Aaron's body. Right. Like, yes. Like, like, that like, like, one. Like a cannonball. Kind yes, of. that was yeah, that so, was pretty neat. That was yeah. so cool. Oh my god, I, I was I was getting all giddy just like watching this. I was like, oh my, god, this is so much stuff I wanted to see. Now I'm seeing it. Um, so, uh, and, and then then you had the conflict with all the um, with with all you know all, all the uh, God, I'm forgetting the, the the name of the people. Um, the, I'm sorry, the, the Eldians uh, on the cliff, they're like just watching this unfold. Eldians and Marlians, yeah. Yes. Dude. Yeah, the Eldians and Marlians. Um, yeah. And I, I, I didn't care so much as far as like the conflict between them, like showing how they were a threat. I'm like, all right, I get this is going on, but can we just go back to the battle, you know? <laughs> yeah, that that is true. Like it kind of, it, it didn't seem necessary and didn't really add a whole lot of anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I was just like, can we speed this up? Can we just go back? Because like everything you're going on with this battle is is perfect. Um, so when they finally get uh, Armin out, and then they're they're trying to, well, and then you have the conversation with Armin and Zeke, and I thought that was very well done too, with how um, they incorporate a lot of the characters who 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 died, or all the past characters who were Titans that died, who ultimately came and helped helped everybody. Or, right. or help the characters that we're rooting for, um, and, I, and I thought that was an amazing touch as well. And, and then just having the whole 
Zeke, you know, just appreciating the little things. That's why they showed the baseball and all that. And I, and I thought that was hilarious when, when he was like calling out the Levi. He's like, Levi, I'm here. You can kill me now. You know, <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Um, because, you know, th- th- that was obviously the, literally the reason why like Levi was like he was he was still there like he had to finish his mission which was he 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 finished the mission that he told um erwin that that he do that he would you know seek revenge on zeke and kill him and he finally did and so he felt and i felt like that was good for his character because now he feel like he can actually rest and i'm glad he ultimately didn't die in the end he actually made it through and it showed him at you know kind of at peace so handing out some lollipops Hitting out the line, but <laughs> yep. with, 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 with one eye, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, it's one eye and one leg, right? He lost a leg too, I believe. Um, I think well, correct. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know if he lost it. I guess he was just like maybe, maybe this lost he, feeling he, in it. He got pretty messed up by yeah. the end of it for sure. Yeah, yeah. But so it brings me to the second half. Okay. Of this finale, um, when you you when. So, so literally the moment I think once Mikasa slices Aaron's head off, kills him. No, you, you know I, I will say before that I love the flashback they did of Mikasa and Aaron. If if she did confess um, her love to Aaron, and they like you know peaced out to everybody else, being like, all right, we're gonna live on our own, fuck everybody. Right. But I, I, I kind of like how they showed that because it, it kind of showed Aaron. More of an adult Aaron, but of the Aaron that we knew before, like he got all the memories and kind of changed and everything. Um, so that was a nice touch. But I feel like once Mikasa killed Aaron, then we had the the flashback, or, 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 not the flashback. I guess it's like the in the mind between uh, Aaron and Armin, and then he, him just kind of telling why he did what he did, and then. And then, like, you had the whole part with him saying, well, you know, I just, I want Mikasa to always love me. And, you know, him kind of sounding very childish in this part. I'm just, I'm just like, is this, is this the Aaron that is happening right now? I'm like, even Armin called him out and he's just like, I I didn't think you said something that pathetic. (laughs) I (laughs) I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, it, especially at that point of the climax of the show, it was a little, uh, yeah, c- c- yeah. C- c- yeah. I mean, Attack on Titan has been good as far as balancing tones because they, they always so sprinkling in little funny moments, you know, to deal right, with yes. how heavy a lot of this act. Even in the final battle, the, like there were funny moments with Peak, how she was like doing like a little silly run down like the the Warhammer Titans uh, rod or whatever. Right. Um, and, and, and then even like I, I think uh, well, you had Mikasa and Annie like like arguing like, "What the hell is that animal?" And she's like, "She's like." I'm, I forget the name of the animal was like a, a, a kachu or whatever that was. It's like what the hell is it a kachu? Okay. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, but what, once you get to this, it's like okay, m- maybe now you should be more serious and not like. But but I guess they're not juggling me. Like they are being serious. Like they're supposed to. supposed to show like, oh, this is how Aaron really is. He's still he was still a child. Like he never really kind of grew up in a certain way. I, I wasn't sure like what they were kind of going for. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I think that's why it was a, a little on the messy side because I couldn't really understand why because c- I feel like Aaron kept going back and forth with certain things. I'm like, do you really mean that? I don't know. Um, so, but I I I, I did I I did like 
Um, as far as you, you, you think about it too, like not not many characters actually died. I don't think any died actually, other than Aaron in that battle. Well, see, that's the well, other well, thing. Zeke I, died, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeke died, of course. <laughs> I, I meant, I meant, you know, of, of our crew. No, uh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah you're, like now that you think, yeah, like now that you mention it, I mean, but I guess like. There has been a lot of characters that have died in the show, and I guess if they had done it in the last, there's so much going on that, you know, anytime you have a main character that dies, you gotta take a while, right? You can't yeah. just be like a one-off quick or anything, so. What do you think about when they, when you had like, uh, some of the Eldians, including Connie and Jean, actually turn into Titans, and then they turn back and they're okay? You you mean like at the end where it's like it's kind of like uh, everyone gets a free pass almost? You yeah, mean? yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, like I, I mean, it like it's fine. I, I don't think it really. I don't think it really would have mattered one way or the other. I guess like they're basically just saying, okay, well, Titans, it's it's all gone now, right? right. There's there's none of it. The rules are out the window. It's like a it's like a reset, I guess. I I, uh, I, 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 yeah. did, I did think they were like already dead. I, I thought, I was like, oh, they turned time. Like, and, and at the moment they had, I'm like, oh shit, I guess they're dead. Shit. I'm like, right. I, I knew there'd be some characters dying, but you know, I was just, I was just sad that it ended up being those guys. Um, but you know, the Ultimate did come back and then for, for, it, and then like, so you're thinking, so th- this is what brought, brought me back to liking the ending more. Uh, after the Aaron part was when, you know, you think it's a happy ending. Yay. Every, you know, everyone, you know, only 80% of the world got, got killed, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, you, you, so for the most part, it's like, okay, well, at least, you know, at least you still have that 20%. So at least what they did meant something. But so the very, so do you remember the very last scene they show after, you know, you have Mikasa bring in, um, Aaron, Aaron to it to her uh, or to his grave and everything, where, where where they're rolling the credits and they're just showing the tree and what's behind the tree. Yeah, actually, that that was something I was going to uh, talk to you about because uh, what did you feel about the very end credit scene? I really liked that because it was a great it was a great way to to, to explain and I thought that the show was true to this. No matter what you do, no matter how many people you save or like how you try to prevent war, it's inevitable. It's always going to happen. That's a, like, don't you think that's a bit like, uh, I don't know, negative though? Like, I mean, it's real, it's real though. I mean, have we lived in a world where there hasn't been war? It, well, but that's like, I guess, but isn't that the whole point of kind of art, um, and storytelling and everything like that is to, you know, maybe talk about, I guess, you know, the, the change or, you know, or to, to have something that it does get you out of that cycle of, of hatred or violence or whatever. And I, I don't want to get in a big thing about like, you know, being an idealist or anything like that. I guess for me, uh, especially kind of at the very end, you know, they're going in for the peace talks and clearly the boat hasn't been, you know, destroyed, which they even said was, was a, a high likelihood. Yeah. And I understand the whole cycle of violence thing going back and forth. Like the story has already explored that a lot. And for me to put that at the end credits, it's like, 
you're not even leaving any interpretation for the for the viewer, right? Like, well, did the peace talks no. go well? Well, clearly they didn't. Like, we're we're still at back at war. Everything's been destroyed again, and there's Buddy back sitting in front of the tree. No, so so the what 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 I think in my interpretation is so the generation we have with our characters, Annie and all them characters, um, they're fine. They live their life in peace. I'm. I think the point the the point I'm making is over time because they're showing like futuristic city like right. at this street. I know. So yeah. we're going hundreds of years probably past you know what what we watch, and that war eventually will come again. So you you'll have your breaks of peace. You'll do what you can to make sure that peace happens, but all, it's only a matter of time that war comes back and, and just hatred ensues. And it's, and that's why it's, it's not, it's not happier sense. It's, it's a bittersweet ending. Like, you know, you're happy for the characters that made it through and they got their peace, but ultimately the world's going to go back to its ways. Okay. Actually, you know what? Do you want to know why? Like, cause I guess for me is like, cause this, this has been a theme throughout the entire show uh, <clears throat> regarding the whole, that, that cycle of uh, violence going back and forth, you know, seeing how, Neither side is necessarily in the wrong. The more you get to learn everything that has happened right. uh, in in their history, to me, the ending is, is kind of another another one of the sleepy games trademark hamster. Like it again, it's kind of like the whole uh, thing that departed. It's like, oh, there's rats, 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 and at the very end, they're like, there's another rat, and then you just like at the very end, it's like, there's a cycle of hatred and violence all over again. It's like, yeah, I get it, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's the same thing. Some people, I think, would really probably think it's phenomenal to end it that way. I think for me, same thing. A bit on the nose, uh, and it leaves, I guess, I kind of like to have things a little bit open to my own interpretation. Mm-hmm. If I decide in my own brain, I'm like, it's going to be a happy ending, there will never be violence in this universe ever again, that's that's all, I, I have the ability to do that now. Now you just recycle the whole thing, and you're like, well, thanks. <laughs> Yeah, so, so, so is that how you interpreted like, the very last shot with, with the guy and the dog as far as him going in, it, him getting Titan powers? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, to me, it's like, you know a lot of horror movies, like, at the very end, it's like, oh, the bad guy's still there kind of deal, right? Yeah. Like, the story's not over. Like, it it, it just seems kind of cheap to me. Like, again, exploring that theme within the show, very well done. End credits, Eh, I for me it's uh, I I get how other people would probably really enjoy it. For me, it's just like, eh, it's kind of like that whole hamster thing. Mm. Like I think it's unnecessary. I uh, I think they could have just kind of left it where it was, and I, I don't think it would have. Like yeah, I don't know that that's me though. Um and yeah. So it's so just... so it seems that that I, I enjoyed the finale more than you. So. What would you rate everything? So, so if, I, if I put my score together, I'll give it like a eight point nine or eight point five to nine overall. Um, what would you say you rate it? Well, I guess for, well, so, so. I guess there's, there's two factors. There's the one is obviously just the series finale on our own, which is I guess what we're reviewing. But the other one is obviously the show in its entirety, uh, yeah, from but... start to finish. Because we started this last season um, yeah. with you know the majority of the show and this was the last episode you're waiting for mm-hmm. i guess yeah i i'd probably give it kind of a similar like i'd probably give it like i guess an eight i'm not really one to give uh ratings on, on things out of 10 like it i don't know but 
yeah, I guess if I had to, like, I, I don't think it, I don't personally think it fired on all, on all cylinders. I kind of agree with you. And then the first half to the second half was a bit choppy. I know why they did the way that they, they did things the way they did. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like had they just kind of swapped. So the first half has kind of some of these, um, uh, I guess, I don't want time traveling things where they're going back. Like if the first half had kind of focused on that a bit more, second half was more of like the epic fighting. Uh, and then the finale, I feel like that probably would have been better for me rather than constantly jumping back and forth in the second half. Yeah. Uh, that's just the way that I guess I, I would have preferred to do it or see it or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think on on, it, it was a good finale. I don't really have like, serious issues with it like i guess once the story's done for me it that's where i give a chance for the whole show um and i don't know if i had talked about it uh last season when we were talking about the show and i think for me like i i do at some point i will have to rewatch the entire thing like front to back and which is obviously a bit of a time investment so um I if I do, I'm, the... I'm watching the dub over the sub. Oh, I might get, 100%, I might get, yes, I might get yeah. some hate for that, but it's a <laughs> very good dub. It's a very good dub. I find, yeah. I mean, I, I know that some people, it's like it's like a hill they'll die on, right? So yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I think there, there's pros and cons to both. Like for me, is like I like to. A lot of animes have incredible visuals, and if I'm spending too much time reading, I feel like I'm not getting the visuals as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's part of the reason why I sometimes do prefer the sub. Or, sorry, the dub, not the sub. Anyways. Um, with that show, the big thing for me was that it started off as one type of show, hmm. and then halfway through it, it kind of became something else entirely different. Yeah, uh, the, 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 the jump from season three to four, it's like watching a completely different show. And I yes. love it. I love it for that. I love it. And, and yeah, and that's just it is like, I think that some people are going to absolutely adore it for that. For other people, it might be kind of like a bit jarring because I have talked think- to some people about that. And they said that like once they got the season four, it's like, yeah, they really like it as much. I'm like, because they were so used to how the show was and now it's changed. And yeah, and you're right. Not everyone will like that. And, and I think for me like that, I hate to say it like, because the first the first few seasons, like, that, that show is a hard 10 for me, like, and it, like, the, the story is very engaging when there's the coup d'etat within, like, you know, within the uh, Paradise Island, basically, before they've, uh, explored the rest of this world, because you think that that's, like, the last stand of humanity, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, I think for a lot of people, they think that the stakes got higher as you kind of get in this World War epic, I guess. Mm-hmm me it's like the stakes got lower it's like it was humanity's last stand but now it's like no there's an entire planet and there's this other stuff i i did like the exploration of the whole genocide thing and like and it was it was interesting uh from that from that perspective and like i'm not gonna say that the story kind of fell short for me or anything like that it just yeah it, it was a a bit too big of a of a jump for me uh, between those two seasons, I guess, and mm. it did feel like a different show. And I think that that's the only thing for me. Like, and, and now having known that, if I go and watch it again, maybe I'll watch the entire thing and be like, you know what? Like, 
I'll give everything a 10 or maybe I'll give it lower. It's just, it. I have to watch it now knowing what I know. Because uh, I think that the problem was is that the show changes and then there's been these huge delays to watch the uh, the resolution of the show. Yeah, and, and, and that makes me curious what people think when they watch Attack, someone who's new to Attack on Titan and gets to binge the entire series mm-hmm. front to back. So I, I, I have a friend right now who's who just started watching it. Right, and, and so, so he, he, I mean, he's not binging it where like he'll finish the entire series in like you know a few weeks. Right, like, it, it'll probably take him like a month or two. But, but it, 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 I, I'm very excited to know what he, because not having a gap, like once he finished season three, he goes right to season four. I can't wait to know what his thoughts are, or, like if it's jarring or if he likes the um, like the change of of everything about it. Right. So, yeah, it, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be interesting to to hear what people think. Um. Yeah, anything else you want to say about it before we move on? No, I guess, uh, you know, and I, I guess for me, like you said before that this was, like, I think you said last season this was, like, your favorite show, like, ever, was it? Or anime, I- Well, I mean, if I'm doing, like, top three shows ever, it would be, like, Breaking Bad, The Wire, yeah. and Attack on Titan. Okay, and uh, so now having seen its ending resolution, would that alter your opinion of it? No, I mean, like I said, like they they stuck the landing. Like it, it's not, it wasn't like a Game of Thrones finale, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or, or or like uh, How I Met Your Mother finale. You know, that that one was bad, right? Yeah, it's a it's, it's a lot of it's L- luckily those are a couple shows that I have Lost finale. Seen too much of. <laughs> I haven't seen Lost either. I think oh, okay. I think I've made the right moves on all on all on all fronts there. Yeah, I think I think Lost is good, like for half. Half the series, I guess. Anyway, moving. <laughs> that could be another time for something like just talking about like the b- bad finales that we think yeah, are actually right. Good. Or bad well, finales well, that are, are still bad. <laughs> yeah, they're they're everything, man. If you, if you don't end it right, it's like then yeah yeah because taking cause a it, massive yeah mean dump on everything with with Game of Thrones. I can't even rewatch the series because of uh, um, how it ends. Right. I mean, that's why I'm glad there's a new show, House of the Dragon, because I feel like you have new characters, new story. I'm like, all right, and this and this is, and I watched it, and like this is actually good. But I still it still doesn't make up for the fact that of how bad Game of Thrones was. Anyway, mm. I don't want to get off topic. I want to move yep. on to the next yes. thing. Clint Eastwood's last role, Cry Macho. Wait, you don't know if it's his last. I mean, I would have thought his last was several lasts ago. That guy seems well, to so never he, stop. You know how old he is. He's like ninety something. He's ninety three. Ninety three. So, so, so he was ninety ninety one when he did Cry Macho. Yeah. Um, and I, I I looked up, I looked up if um he has any other acting roles coming up, and he doesn't. He he, he has a movie he's directing. So right. I I think he's just gonna stay with directing. I don't I don't I don't think he's gonna act anymore to be honest. Um. So. I, I guess, like time will tell. Uh, yeah, but so I gave Cry Macho a watch, knowing that this was Clint Eastwood's current current last role film. Right. Yeah. And man, I was bored to hell watching this Damn, movie. <laughs> really? Hey, okay. Yes. Okay. So you know you ha- you have the story. You know he's he's helping this. Uh, I, he's helping the dad. Get his son, and then you know you meet the mom, and the mom's kind of you know she she's all over the place, 
and then you you realize why it's called. Well, I mean, I guess I I mean my macho is the chicken. So I'm like, okay, so this is so, so I'm getting. I guess I get a piece of why it's called cry macho. Right. Um, but you know, just I, I guess I was waiting for more to happen. It, it felt just very like a very subdued role for Clint Eastwood, like very like you know not showing anything. Like there's there's no there's no big scenes happening. It's all just like it's all just going by a nice steady slow pace. So, like little things will happen here, little things will happen there. Yeah, and then we ultimately get to the destination. Yay! <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, you could say that about most movies, could you not? Yeah, but 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 like after I watched this movie, like I I forgot about it. You know, mm. there's not, nothing very memorable about okay. it. I mean, I mean yeah. there are things that are memorable as in, as far as like things characters should have done. I'm like, why didn't you do that? Like, I remember the one thing that really irked me was towards the end, you had the cops who were chasing them, and. They are looking for drugs because they're assuming they're drug dealers. They yep. literally go into the car, rip all the seats open to look for drugs. They pull all the luggage out. And I'm like, why don't you look in the luggage? They literally pull all the luggage out. They don't even look inside to see if there's drugs. I'm like, there could have been drugs in there. And you just left them, like, left the luggage. Like, what are you doing? You're the worst cops ever. <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> That's what gets you about the whole movie. No, 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 it, it, no! It's like it's like things like that. That I mean, like, that was just something that, that just irked me. I'm just like, oh, okay, it, it, it's, it's supposed to be like the big climax. Like, oh my god, the sun might not make it. I mean, it's like you have these cops looking for drugs, and they're like, oh, you have no drugs. See ya. I'm like, well, you just threw all their luggage. You didn't even look in their bags. Like, what? Okay. <laughs> and then and then you have like the the one. Um, I don't even know what the relation was to the mom. Uh, the one guy who's like, uh, you know, uh, who's keep keeping tabs on them, and then like right to get close to that border, he's coming. He's like, "Oh, I got a gun. He can't go anywhere. I'm gonna bring her back." And mm-hmm. then, of course, the chicken comes in, gets the gun, they get the gun, and then that's it. I'm like, "Oh, wow, that was very anti climactic." He's, he's 91 years old, James. You you want me to go to like like kung fu crazy on them? Like, <laughs> no, no. I, I, I'm gonna say it's just like you know you. You expect more, I guess, from because because Clint Clint Eastwood also directed this movie, correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I guess when you're thinking it's his last role, um, I guess I guess you just expect a little more, you know? Okay. Because I, I I was feeling a little bit of a comparison to Gran Torino, um, as as far as the relationship goes with him and the son compared sure. to like yeah. uh. How you, you had hit the relationship between him and uh, his his Asian neighbor who was helping him fix stuff and everything. And yeah, he's like, like a mentor kind of. Yeah, 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 he's been a mentor and everything. So, yeah, but yeah. but I, did, I just thought Grand Torino was done so much better, you know. <laughs> so I, I, I just feel like this is just a, I guess I guess like a watered down version of it with just like a story about getting a son and bringing him back to his father. Okay. Um, so yeah, so ultimately I was kind of bored. I mean, I'll give it like a five out of ten. You think that was... movie was worse than Napoleon? Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 wow. Yeah, because 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 th- there were times I was, <laughs> I was I was just like I'm just like I don't really care what's happening with with these because c- c- the characters I guess aren't as I mean I guess they're okay but like there's nothing they're not really yeah. I'm not really rooting for them you know yeah. 
Okay, well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess, like, this is one where I think in many ways we would uh, strongly disagree. Okay. Um, Tell I, me I, I like, Well, here's the thing. is like, you know how I like my character arcs. And with me, in, in, in respect to this movie, I feel like the character arc isn't so much in the movie. It's kind of an arc about Clint Eastwood's career in Hollywood. And how traditionally he's always played kind of these these badass true he's a cowboy he's a cowboy yeah, macho yeah. type characters and in this movie you know he's kind of it looks like he's reflecting on the past and he's just like you know and he, he's talking about basically that and how he's kind of changed where it's like you know and the, the, the definition of what he feels like macho has has changed a bit too so for me it was it was more so along those lines um, so I, I just found it was an interesting approach because I'm not, I, I'm kind of the same way. Like I thought it was going to have probably a little bit more to it, but then when I was watching it, I was like, I guess this kind of makes a bit of sense and show, and again, shows like a bit of growth and maturity in terms of like the types of characters he's portrayed and him looking back on the, on the, on the roles he's, he's done. <laughs> and I think that that's why I kind of liked how it was a very, uh, I guess more of like a, a humble approach. Like, yeah, there are some crazy action sequences that are trying to like, you know, constantly keep you engaged, but like, that's just it. That's what Hollywood's turned into these days. Whereas I felt like this was a very grounded, uh, kind of movie that looks like it would have been made <clears throat> during the time of like when it takes place, which is in the late seventies. Like, mm. it just, it reminds me of a movie of the, of that era in some ways. So, so yeah okay yeah so uh, i i understand what you're saying so the way i interpret that it's so it is a good message the problem for me is the ex- execution mm. of that message and that's what i feel like the film falters fair enough yeah yeah i wanted to like it because c- c- I, I i i've liked a lot like i feel like the films after he did gran torino have been a little hit or miss so I, I, I guess that's why I was kind of scared. I, I guess that's why I didn't watch this film when it actually right. came out. But I, I am glad I watched it because if it is his last movie, I'm glad I got to see his last filming role. Right. Because <laughs> I, I, I love a lot of his um, his older cowboy films. Like, I love Good, Bad, and the Ugly. I, I love uh, Unforgiven. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it is it is a good message to have, especially with the whole the macho factor. And, and I, I like the explanation they had in the film, but I just wish it was executed better. Man. I mean, it, it's one thing just to have the dialogue about it, but I just wish there was more of an execution on it. Um, but yeah, well, one 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 for the viewers to, I guess, or sorry, not viewers, listeners to uh, make their own decisions, I guess, because obviously uh, divisive. I I really thought it was well done. Mm. You thought it was worse than Napoleon. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. uh, I mean, you know, it, it, they're still close. You know. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, uh, is it, I guess real quick, is there a favorite Clint Eastwood movie of yours? Uh, honestly, probably favorite. I I'd actually probably would say it was Gran Torino. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, love it. Yeah. I mean, not that I, I mean he's a long career. I can't say that I've seen everything that he's made. I've obviously seen like some of his older stuff, like Dirty Harry. I did enjoy those movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I also I I liked Million Dollar Baby as well too. Yeah. Um, 
I just, yeah, Grand 2 was probably my favorite. It's one of those movies that I think regardless of the type of genre you're into, you can still probably find yourself enjoying it. Whereas yeah. some of his older stuff, like the spaghetti westerns, those types of things, it's like it's 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 either your cup of tea or it isn't. Uh, uh, I, I very much agree with that. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> if you haven't seen Gran Torino and I'd say Million Dollar Baby, they're two really good movies that are on the you know the uh, on the more recent side of things that he's made, I guess, because he's he's been making movies I think since the dinosaurs practically like. It's crazy how long he's been he's been in the uh, in the industry. So yeah, it, 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 I guess yeah. Most, most one of the most more recent films he directed I I liked was uh, one called Richard Jewell. Uh, I, I really like that one. It had to do with the uh, <clears throat> uh, Oklahoma bombing during the uh, Olympics. I think it was ninety six, and that one was very well done. And he's coming oh, okay. out. Yeah. He's coming. He's coming out with a new huh. film. <clears throat> uh, I think next year called uh, Juror Number Two. And, and like we said, he's not acting. Is this? It's just he's just, just directing. St- he's staying behind the camera, right? Uh, at least for now, uh, you know. Which I, is remarkable at like again at ninety three years old to still actually want to be working. Well, I mean, <laughs> and, and you, you think about some of these directors we've been talking about. I mean, you have Morris Scorsese. He's in his mid eighties. Ridley Scott's in his eighties. Yeah, these are some old directors, and they're still, yeah. you know. They're kind. They're, they're kind of still doing. I mean, you know, really, Scott, as we said, is very hit or miss. But you know, uh, you know, he, he still has his hits, and even at his age, he can oh, yeah, still absolutely. crank him out. Yeah, I, I, I respect <laughs> anyone that's like obviously still, you know, at it. At, I guess at that point, like obviously, love what they do for a living, right? So yeah. So I, I, I am looking forward to Clint Eastwood's next role. He, he is a very capable director. Uh, so I'm, I'm always excited to see what he comes out with. As um, am I. So yeah. I guess going into next week. Next week, it's Christmas time. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I hope you've been listening to your favorite Christmas songs. Uh, I, I usually start listening to them like once December hits. Uh, but uh, but uh, we, we want to go into Christmas films. And I know we talked about or we, we might want to do where we have like a diehard watch right. with, our, with our significant others. Uh-huh. Uh, but I was, I, I was thinking as well. Um, if like, ha- have you seen the film love actually? Honestly, I don't remember, man. I, I may have, <laughs> if I did, I don't remember it. Even the title is boring me. <laughs> so, 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 so love actually probably has every British actor, you know, in this. Uh, film. Okay. I, I think I'm familiar with it. I, I, yeah, I don't know if I've seen it. You want me to watch that? Uh, well, I mean, it, 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 you, should, you should bring it up to your girlfriend. She, she, if you bring that up, she might be excited for you to watch it with her. Yeah, sounds good. No problem. Well, it, it, it might good. be a good compromise. You can have a little double mm-hmm. feature. And you know who's in both movies? You can make a double feature? Lay down, lay down. So yeah, it would be a, a good double feature for you to see uh, Love Actually and Die Hard because I I call this one the Alan Rickman double feat Ooh. With, with Die Hard and Love Actually. Okay, I, I do like Alan Rickman, so yes. I didn't actually know he was in Love Actually. Mm-hmm. That that might make me uh, a little bit more intrigued. Yes, I was action. hoping you'd say that. <laughs> I, I, I think I did this double feature like, oof, had to be over 10 years ago now. Uh, uh-huh. 
And it, it was so much. And this is before he passed away. He passed away in 2016. Right. Um, yeah. and, and we did it way before because I think, I think, you know, even now, like their Die Hard and Love Actually are considered favorites among a lot of people as far as favorite Christmas movies go. Um, so and well, you, haven't, uh, yeah. you haven't seen before, and and, and, I, and I know, so it'll be fun for you and your girlfriend because she hasn't seen Die Hard, you haven't seen Love Actually, it's favorites mm. for both of y'all, and now you can, you can see, you know, understand, you know, you get to see each other's favorites. It's a nice little thing. I suppose so. I also, I also get to see Alan Rickman, I guess, in a role that I don't think I've ever seen him in, actually, so. Yes. Because uh, I, I really feel like, had he not been in Die Hard, it it, it would have fallen flat. Like he, oh, he's one he of the best villains ever. Yeah, well, that's just he he is the personality of that movie in many yes. ways. So, uh, anyway, so yeah, we'll get to that obviously next week. Uh, so we're doing the uh, the double feature. Da da da. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, excited for that one. You, you, you ever do a double feature in the in the movie theater before? Uh, you know what? I did it back in the day when they, they still used to do them. I, I I haven't seen that in many, 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 many years. I, I know that people talked about Barbenheimer being, but it, I don't think it was ever offered as a double feature, at least not where I'm in anyways. Uh, but I did, I remember one, it was Cool Runnings and Undercover Blues. Uh, it was a double feature, uh, probably back in the, uh, mid nineties, early, oh, wow. early mid nineties. Yeah, cause I, do you, do you even recognize either of those movies? <laughs> you're, you're asking me about, I mean, I don't know Undercover Blues. I know Cool right. Runnings. I've seen Cool Runnings like probably 10 okay. times. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I think that Undercover Blues was probably a very forgettable movie. I yeah. have not seen it since, uh, and I don't, well, I mean, I remember a bit about it. Yeah, I can't really say I remember too much. Cool Runnings, obviously. I mean, it uh, takes place in Canada. I mean, come on. I, I guess it does, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what they look like. Cal- Calgary, yeah. Alberta. That's right. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. yeah. From, from Jamaica to Canada. Here we go. That is correct. <laughs> All right. So we we will have that for everyone next week. We'll have the double feature. Uh, Die Hard Love. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about both nonetheless, but I hope you get a chance to see both. Um, but before we end the show, um, we have... Uh, some sad news to uh, to just to talk. Um, so, Sleepy John, you want to take it from here? So, yeah, uh, I guess we do have some sad news. Um, for anyone that, I guess, listened to all of season one, I, I couldn't tell you uh, which episodes. I know that there's at least one where uh, my dog uh, had barked and obviously na- made his presence known. And he was actually there for the recordings of a, a lot of episodes. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we lost him a few days ago, uh, despite trying. It was a couple surgeries and he just wasn't really pulling through. Um, so it was, uh, it was pretty sad. I mean, he's, he's technically the girlfriend's dog. Uh, but I was, uh, I was pretty heartbroken over it. Like, I'm, I'm a pretty cold, dead inside person, but, uh, I, I'm not gonna lie, James. Like I, I cried pretty hard. Like I, oh. he, he was a, he was a good doggy. I, uh, I really love that little guy. And he's like, I know that it's always tough when you lose pets, but there's always it always seems like there's one or two that you just connect with more. And I, it, I think he was a lot like that. He was 
he was a bit like my soulmate. So, uh, anyways, it, it, what kind uh, of dog was it? So just so the listeners know, uh, he's a little, he was a little guy. He was half, uh, I guess he was half purebred Shih Tzu, half uh, purebred uh, Pekingese. Mm. So if, if Like, is it the Pekingese Shih Tzu, Pikachu? <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so he was a little, uh, little doggy, um, obviously barked and walked around like he was a much, much bigger doggy than he was. Uh, yeah, and he, uh, his name was Spartacus, and yeah, it's, you know, I'm, I'm pretty heartbroken. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm still, Still pretty heartbroken. That was actually part of the reason last week's episode, the audio was not good. I was recording it in a parking lot, uh, cause I was, we traveled, uh, five hours away to get him into the, uh, for the surgery, cause it was a pretty last minute emergency thing. So, uh, and that's why it wasn't so good recording in a parking lot. Uh, but obviously at that point, I was hoping he was still gonna pull through. And unfortunately, he did not. So. Uh, I, I'm so I'm so sorry for your loss, Sleepy John, and and we 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 will make sure to dedicate this episode to to Spartacus. Appreciate that. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure he'd like that too. He's a good dog. Yeah. Uh, but we 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 want to let everybody know because Spartacus w- was a member of the the Sleepy Games podcast family, and will be missed. Thanks, man. But we we will uh we'll uh <laughs> but that'll be it for this episode and uh we'll we'll see everybody next week. See you next week. <laughs>